Hi there, you're listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast. It's me, Alana, here with Jamie, bringing you another mini-sode. Welcome, welcome. This is one of my very favorite verses. Our verse of the day is, The heavens praise your wonders, Lord, your faithfulness too, in the assembly of the holy ones. Psalm 89.5. And actually, I think I'm thinking of Psalm... You're thinking Psalm 91. 119. Or 19. Or is it 19? The heavens declare. The heavens declare. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar wording at Mm -hmm. the beginning. Psalm 89, verse 5. Well, you know, it's sacrilegious to have a favorite Bible passage, right? You need to look at all the same. It's one of my many favorites. It's one of my hundreds (laughs) of favorites. I wonder how many verses are in the whole Bible. Ooh, that would be a trivia question. I bet it's something numerically like profound. (laughs) <laughs> kind of doubt it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny though? <laughs> well, weren't there like, I don't remember however, how many authors there were uh, mm-hmm. in the Bible, but that is a, that seems like a significant number. I think it's like between 40 and 42, depending oh. on how a 40 different them, authors. Yeah. It's yeah. like estimate 40 different yeah. authors. Cause yeah. there's a couple where we're not entirely sure, but anyway, let's talk about prayer tips. But okay, all right. I guess we can't I'm get sorry. off on tangent. These Do are we... supposed to be quick and easy, like concise <laughs> episodes. So I'm well, on my joke to you was when we started on day one, we were like, you know, what seven minutes? Like by the time we get to day 30, we'll be like talking for an hour. That's I know just how it goes. It is, but that's okay. <laughs> we're having fun. We sure are. So our prayer tip today is writing out your prayers. And I think it's let's talk about it like in the um in the, I have no idea what word I'm looking for, but when we're talking about intercession, right? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are familiar with writing out your prayers when you're kind of journaling through your thoughts or telling God what you want or asking for forgiveness. So like, we're super familiar with writing out our prayers for ourselves, but not as many people make a regular habit of writing out their prayers for others. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's pretty cool. And I don't remember when I first did this, but I just know that there've been a few times out of necessity that I'm not in contact with that person in a way that I can pray with them or pray over Mm -hmm. them. And I've just either texted or emailed a prayer or written a prayer down in, you know, a card that I've given them. And there almost every time people express like, wow, I love having this. I've, I've put it Mm -hmm. up on my bulletin board or I read, I want to be able to read this later. And it made me realize the power. I mean, it is very powerful praying verbally with and over someone. And I think Mm -hmm. that there is definitely an advantage, but when it comes to writing a prayer down, either for yourself to see and repray or to Mm -hmm. have it and give it to someone, there's something very powerful for them to have that access to that prayer. Yeah, especially in the way of being able to reread it, pull it out years later, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know, you write out a heartfelt prayer for your kid on their high school graduation day, Mm -hmm. and they pull it out, you know, once every five years and see how some of the prayers you prayed over them have been answered. Things like that could be really profound. Like we have a recording of so many parents in the Bible who, you know, as they're dying, bestow a blessing on their kids. I think this could be a neat way to do that. Or yeah, just to encourage a friend and to help them to know that you're praying for them. 
I have these books. They're little, I call them legacy journals. It sounds kind of, I don't know, like it sounds uh, fancy, fancy, right? It's a legacy yeah. journal, but <laughs> I just found myself thinking like I, I found a journal of my mom's after she passed away that she had kept when I was younger. And, um, you know, just there, I love seeing her handwriting. I love, and, and I just wish I had more of that. And so it made me think mm-hmm. when I'm gone or even when I'm here and my kids are away, um, it's a way for, I, I write prayers for them. I write little notes to them. Like if something big happens, I explain what I'm thinking about it and mm-hmm. how, you know, but, um, the prayers though, I just feel like this, is, God can use those written prayers and words in a way that may not be useful now may not be useful when I end up. My intention is to give it to them when they leave the house, but you know, in a way that it would not maybe be received now, but who knows if 20 years from now or 30 or 40, or who knows how many years from now, if that kid still has that, how God could use that, how he could, Mm -hmm. you know, move them to pick up that book. Maybe they're at a crisis of faith or they've been away from the Lord or they're going through a difficult time and they need encouragement. And I just think, wow, that would be really neat. So I, I just think the written, the written part is very valuable. There's a neat missionary story. I think it might've been Japan. So there was a missionary to Japan who came with Bibles. And this was like in the 1800s, I believe. And they were still as a nation, really, really, really closed off. And just a caveat, I might be getting dates and might not even have been Japan. It was somewhere East Asia. I'm pretty sure, (laughs) pretty sure I'm getting the gist of it, but they thought that he was a British spy. And so he basically like was killed as soon as he got off of the ship And what he had in his cargo was like at least a Bible or maybe more Bibles to bring. And someone, if I remember the story, right, like somebody used that to like wallpaper their hotel. Yes. I remember that story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think we had it. I'm glad I'm not like totally making something up that I like about that story. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. So like decades later, people could come and that legacy lasted longer than had he been allowed to live a natural life and die a natural death in Japan, his legacy outlived even that. That's pretty great. Well, what are some of the benefits for us? I mean, there are definitely benefits to giving them to someone, but you don't have to do that. What do you think are some benefits to writing out the prayers for others for us as the writer? I think anytime you write out your prayers, it does help you to stay focused, right? It also can create a bracket sort of in the same way that's praying with a timer. There's a start and an end. So you could say like, I'm going to write a page, a prayer for Jamie or something. So there's kind of a a start and end to it. Um, Keeps you focused. I'd say those are the two biggest. And again, it just, when you're going, wanting to go beyond help Jamie have a great day, most of the time, a lot of us need to have some kind of hack to do it. I mean, if we went into, we could even call these all prayer hacks instead of prayer tips. Um, because yeah, it can help you go to deeper levels than you might, if you were just trying to come up with something a little more impromptu. Yeah. And we talked about this earlier, how just even the process of writing something down and your hand moving, it's just Mm -hmm. one, it's a different set of senses that are being used, a different part of your brain being used, but it slows down those thoughts. And I feel like, you know, not like a Ouija board or something where your hand gets taken over, but I've almost like in my writing, in my journal or in my prayers, 
I get to a point where I feel like what I'm writing down is I start to write more quickly. I can even almost sometimes tell in my journal when Mm -hmm. I get into those points of like, I feel like God is really impressing something on me because the words are different or maybe it shifts directions from what you thought it would be. I don't, I don't want to make it too, you know, strange or mystical. I, I for sure started out praying for something like praying for thing a in my prayer journal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the time I'm done writing it, realize that no, actually I'm praying about prayer B right. like, so, you know, God kind of changes or redirects your prayer mm-hmm. as you go. And then I think another just benefit is how it prevents your mind from wandering, right? Oh, like yeah. every single one of us in silent prayer has had their mind wander, <laughs> but it's really hard for your, like most of us aren't going to stop writing mid sentence and start daydreaming or, you know, like start doodling and Mm -hmm. totally forget what we're doing. So it's a nice way to stay kind of focused and on task too. Yep. It's also a little more visual. So like, especially people with kids, like it's really easy for your kids to interrupt you when you're praying and it's harder to be like, sorry, mommy's doing something because they'll be like, no, you're not. (laughs) But if you're actually writing, you know, it's a little bit easier to put parameters around your time, even, you know, uh, let me finish up this page and then we can do this or that. That's a good point. Now for you, typing is more, you have carpal tunnel, right? So mm-hmm. is it handwriting is less stressful on your hand. wrist? And also, yeah, so it's easier on my wrists. Although, like if I write too long, I do get like pretty bad um, hand cramps. But for me, I the get- biggest thing is like writing at the computer feels like a job. Because it is my point. Whereas like sitting in a nice comfy chair, feeling totally relaxed, having my nice journal that's only for prayer and reflection, that feels like the exact opposite of a job. But no, I mean, I'm not going to be such a purist. I'm like, this must be done by hand. I think that some people will find that one way works better versus another. I think the more tactile you are, the more you might love the feel of a, a nice journal, a nice pen, nice paper. Here's something that I had a a hard time with. I remember coming to almost like this dilemma when I was fresh out of college and I needed a new prayer journal and I was at a Walmart and I had the choice between the like 25 cent spiral bound notebook or the $11 hardback journal. And at that point in my life, like I said, like this truly was dilemma level because my thought, my logical thought was I should be able to write on anything, but the rest of me, like my soul and my creative side was, you know what, having a nice journal with a nice pen with nice feeling paper sounds so much more inviting. Um, and so, yeah, none of us need to go overboard, but if you're trying to decide between the $5 notebook and the $20 journal, and you're just, the thought of the $20 journal sounds like it would be a billion times more inspiring you or inspiring for you to write in, then go ahead. You know, that's, um, I don't even consider that a splurge. I consider that just like, you know, you need a Bible that's going to hold up. You need a prayer journal that you love to write in. Right. And it's an investment because would you rather get the, you know, $5 journal or 79 cent spiral notebook that is Mm -hmm. never going to get used and have no eternal value, Mm -hmm. or would you rather get the one that you're going to be drawn to? And that's, you know, and that goes into other, you know, other conversations we've had about making, creating a space and creating Mm -hmm. an inviting atmosphere for your prayer life. For your prayer time, because that tells you, it tells God, it tells those around you, 
that you've prioritized this, you know, just like people talk about, you know, getting dressed up to go to work. And some people, even if they're working from home, they like to wear their work attire because it's a reminder to them that they're taking their job seriously. Um, I don't ascribe to that. Like I work in my sweatpants and sweatshirts, but, but I get the thought behind it. And so, yeah, feel free to invest in an upgrade to your journaling. If that's going to help you take your prayers to the next level. Good advice. I like that. Yeah. Well, you want to dive into our prayers for the unsaved? Yeah. So here's our next prayer for the unsaved. If you enjoy these prayers each week, you can go to prayingchristianwomen.com slash unsaved, and you can get these prayers delivered daily to your inbox, or you can go to Amazon and get, um, the 30 days of prayer for the unsaved paperback. God, you are powerful and faithful. The heavens declare your praise. You have created so many things and they are all good. Today, Lord, I ask that you would reveal yourself to my friend through nature. Let them see your glories. Let them see your creative power. Let them feel your love as you display your majesty before their very eyes. It sounds so difficult to witness the glory of nature without worshiping you. Don't let my friend continue to deny your existence. Soften their hearts so they can acknowledge you. Please tug at my friend's soul until they're inspired to worship you as their creator and call on you as their savior. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.